U.S. soccer. U.S. soccer is dead. I am Dave Denholm. This is Soccer Weekly, and U.S. soccer is no more. And I am fired up to tell you about it. What's on tap tonight on Soccer Weekly, sponsored by Pocock Brewing. Visit PocockBrewing.com to see what's on tap right now in their tasting room. Pocock Brewing Company, embrace life, drink good beer. And for the record, I love Pocock Brewing Company, and I would not want to put this on them about what I'm about to say, because what's on tap is me going off. And this is in no way, shape, or form Pocock Brewing's opinion, necessarily, but it is mine. U.S. soccer is dead. We're done. Why, you ask? Well, if you've listened to more than about a minute and a half of Soccer Weekly in our three seasons here on ESPN LA 710, the home of world football in Southern California, and if you listen to me, Dave Denholm, at Talk Soccer on Twitter, you know what's coming up. The United States Soccer Federation presidential election, which took place just days ago in Orlando, Florida. Right? We had to... Had Eric Winalda on. We talked to Kyle Martino about his candidacy. There were other candidates, among them Hope Solo, Steve Winograd, Paul Caligiuri, former Galaxy player. We talked with Eric Winalda. We were convinced Eric Winalda was the right choice. I supported Eric Winalda. I endorsed Eric Winalda. Eric Winalda did not win. Thought Kyle Martino had some fresh ideas, some good insight. Didn't agree with everything he said, but I liked the talk I had with him. Kyle Martino did not win, and they never had a chance. We had a chance to change soccer in America for change's sake because it was the right time to do that. It's not always the right time to do that in political arenas. It was the right time this time, and we failed. I don't know if we got scared, those who were voting. I don't know if those who were voting were more worried about the financial ramifications. I don't know. I'm not going to sit here and pin any one excuse on anyone because I don't know their motivation. However, I do know they failed us. Carlos Cordero on the third ballot, the vice president under Sunil Gulati for a decade. Yeah, let that sink in. He's our new president. Long live U.S. soccer. U.S. soccer is dead. We didn't have the guts to do what needed to be done. 877. 710 ESPN, 877-710-3776. Instead, everybody went out and voted in the dude who was sitting under Sunil Gulati for low this time when we, when we failed in our attempt to qualify for the World Cup. We have failed at the under-whatever levels for oftentimes with the men's side, the boys' side. Just a disgusting display happened in Orlando just a few days ago. Absolutely disgusting. Now, I'm not going to, again, I'm not going to call into question any one voter for their motives. These are good people. But I will call out people who I will no longer listen to. I don't care about their opinion anymore when it comes to U.S. soccer. They are the athlete council. These are several former players who had a block of votes, and they went with Carlos Cordero. They are as follows. I'm naming them here on the show. You think I'm going to back away or some gutless? No, I'm naming them. All of them. Here we go. You ready? Chris Ahrens, Carlos Bocanegra, Angela Huclis, Shannon Box, Brian Ching, 
Brad Guzan, Stuart Holden, Lauren Holiday, Will John, Lori Lindsay, Kate Margraff, John O'Brien, Heather O'Reilly, Leslie Osborne, Nick Pereira, Christy Rapone, Gavin Sabayan, Jonathan Spector, Lindsay Tarpley, and Allie Wagner. I don't give a rip what you have to say about U.S. soccer ever again. I don't care. Your opinion doesn't matter to me at all anymore, and it shouldn't matter to you as a U.S. soccer fan. They're done. Doesn't make them bad people. Salt of the earth, some of these people that I know. I'm sure they're all fine individuals, right? So we're not going to impugn them as bad people. This is sport. But it is important, and it was important for the future of U.S. soccer. And they went the wrong way. Therefore, if you want the status quo, I don't want to hear from you. You have a critique about U.S. soccer, it doesn't matter. Your opinion doesn't count anymore. That's just, it's that simple. If you're going to vote that way, that's your right. You had the vote. I didn't. I wasn't able to vote. They were allowed to vote. They have that right. They had that duty. And they chose to rearrange the deck chairs on the sinking ship. They stayed with the status quo. Don't tell me Carlos Cordero, the, the, the candidate for change and all he was trying to fool us with. Come on. It's ridiculous. 877-710-ESPN. All those names I mentioned, and I'll keep mentioning during the show, I don't want to hear from you if you got a beef with U.S. soccer ever again. You have no right to ever criticize anything U.S. soccer does, and if you do, I don't want to hear it. And I'm going to make sure no one else wants to hear it either. You lost that right. You stuck with the status quo. Live with it. That's fine. They had the right to do it. They picked. They chose. I'm not hearing from them ever again. I'll tell you that much. And in general, this election is ridiculous. The top two candidates were essentially the status quo. How is this possible? It comes down to what I've always said in my opinion. And you've heard me say this over the three seasons of Soccer Weekly. U.S. soccer got to be big business before we were any good. And before we even knew what we were doing when it comes to soccer. And now everybody's hanging on. Big business. 877-710-ESPN. Let's go to the phones. Juan and Reseda, you're first up on Soccer Weekly here on ESPN LA 710. Welcome, Juan. Hey, what's up, man? Um, my question for you is, uh, who do you think would, would have been the best candidate to vote uh, in in terms of being able to, uh, you know, scout um, the adequate um, soccer players uh, that are around here? I mean, me in the Valley, I know there's a lot of people who I believe in that are very good soccer players that we yeah. definitely will, will never see the light of day. Juan, you know who would have been perfect for that is the man I chose for all for all the reasons, not just what you're talking about, but for what you're talking about, it's the guy I endorsed, Eric Winalda. He has the vision, he has insight, he knows talent, Juan. He's found a lot of talent from unlikely places in Southern California. He is borderline genius when it comes to finding talent and developing it. And that is one of the reasons I endorsed Eric Winalda. He would have been perfect for that, no doubt, Juan. And that therein lies the problem, Juan. Look, this election was really about change. And he, he among a few others, were change candidates, you know, for in a lot of ways for change's sake. But that's what we needed. And couple that with the fact that Eric Winalda has an eye for talent. 
And that would, it was a great match, but they just went away from him. He never had a chance. I don't understand this one. Mm. It's it's really ridiculous. And thank you for the phone call. Appreciate it, one. We move on to 877-710-ESPN. If you have thoughts, hit me up on Twitter as well. If you're unable to call, it's at Talk Soccer. Ridiculous that they weren't even close. Never had a chance. It was all about those non-change, stay the course, which we're already off in a ditch, by the way. Stay the course somehow. It's it's utterly mind-blowing. When I got up, I watched it on uh, on the stream, the live stream, U.S. Soccer on YouTube. I couldn't believe my eyes. And yet in the back of my head, you always kind of knew, right? You just knew. And it's so frustrating. Hit me up on Twitter, at TalkSoccer, at Tico Kenetrin. Pura Vida. Dave, love the show. Thank you, Kenneth. Love you, too. Vinny tweets in, Talk Soccer is losing his, well, mind about U.S. men's soccer. The U.S., yeah, I had to clean it up a little, Vinny, but I appreciate that. On Twitter, it was fine, but on the air, we clean it up. Thank you, Vinny. I am fired up. Eric, at Eric Grand Rapidian, says, you're right, nothing has changed. Water is wet. USA stakes at soccer, and Gonzalo Higuain is a choker. <laughs> Threw in a little Champions League. We'll get to that soon, too, Eric. No, we don't. We are not terrible at soccer. We don't know what we're doing. And and still we're better than what people think and what we uh, should really be. And the problem is at the top, they seem to not care. That's the bottom line. Back to the phones. Eric is in Northridge. You're next up on Soccer Weekly with Dave Denholm. What's up? Hey, Dave. Um, I'm just curious. I want to get your thoughts on uh, one of the issues that's been raised uh, in trying to fix uh, U.S. soccer is the youth pay-to-play mm-hmm. uh, leagues. I'm wondering, uh, well, one, I just wanted to say I'm really, I wasn't impressed with um, the position that uh, Cordero has, you know, seemed to take on this. But yeah. um, uh, what do you think uh, needs to be done to get this, get the coaches um, more involved in the election process, the local coaches, sure. you know, who, um, you know, this is, a, I think, a U.S. soccer cultural issue and it needs to go from the bottom up and i think um you know getting the local uh, coaches who know these players involved in the election process probably would help so what are your thoughts on that well thank you for the phone call eric i know they're represented you know like the, the whole thing about the u.s soccer election is everybody has representation in fairness right so these local coaches have to get involved locally in terms of with an eye for the election for the president of the u.s soccer federation because for so long it's just been yeah who's the guy in there no problem whatever Right. Running on a pose. We have to now get more engaged on a local level, which I love that you bring up the coaches because they're the ones who are on the ground doing this. Now, pay to play is a whole different beast. It is a tough beast. But we have look. the United States revealed they're sitting on millions and hundreds of millions. So much money. Start dispersing that to the local local soccer scene so kids don't have to pay thousands of dollars for local. I mean, come on. This is ridiculous. Don't sit. What are we? Harvard? Sitting on some multi-billion-dollar endowment while people are going into debt for the rest of their lives to go to lives to go to college. I mean, come on, this is U.S. soccer. Pass the money around, and you have it. But yes, coaches must get involved at the lo- local level to influence their specific voting block. Now, the, you know, again, we all look at it like, well, nobody has all that much power, realistically, one person or anything. But if we all start to care, which I was hoping would happen in this election. You can invict, evict, or in, in, I guess you can, whatever, change. You can implement. My bad. Couldn't think of the word. You can implement change. And I thought it would be this quick, but 
apparently no one really cares like we do. And that is the saddest part. A vote for Carlos Cordero means you just didn't care. Now, don't tell me you did. Don't tell me you were thoughtful about it. You don't really care whether we know what we're doing or whether we get better or whether we're any good or not when it comes to U.S. soccer. Deep down, that's not your motivation. You voted to rearrange the deck chairs on the Titanic when poor Leo DiCaprio is already in the water, hanging on to a door, right? And he's half frozen. That's what you did. That's U.S. soccer. The Titanic's going down. Leo's in the water, freezing to death, and you just voted for the status quo. So we get what we deserve. 877-710-ESPN. 877-710-3776. And I will continue to name those on the Athlete Council who had a block of votes that I never want to hear from again if they have any critique of U.S. soccer. I don't care anymore about your opinion of U.S. soccer. You prove to me where you stand. And you didn't want to make change? Well, I don't want to hear from you. Ever again. And I've already named them. I will continue to name them here on this show. I'm Dave Denholm. This is Soccer Weekly. You are listening to the best show when it comes to soccer. And really all of Sports Talk Radio. Who are we kidding? All over the radio. I mean, this is where you, you come for good entertainment, right? All in good, clean fun here on ESPN LA 710. Long live U.S. soccer. U.S. soccer is dead. The U.S. Soccer Federation presidential election taking place just days ago in Orlando, deciding the fate and the future of U.S. soccer, and they stuck with Sunil Gulati's guy. Vice president under Sunil Gulati? Yeah, let's move him up to president. Carlos Cordero. Unbelievable. I am Dave Denholm. You are listening to Soccer Weekly here on the home of world football in Southern California. ESPN LA 710. Soccer Weekly presented by Puente Hills Toyota. Get your new 2018 Toyota Camry SE today at Puente Hills Toyota. Check them out. PuenteHillsToyota.com. We appreciate their support. Now I want to distance our sponsors from what I'm about to say because I'm going off. And that may not necessarily be their opinions. 877-710-ESPN. 877 877- 710-3776. I supported and endorsed Eric Winolda for U.S. Soccer President. He never had a chance. I uh, I liked what Kyle Martino was saying. Steve Winograd had some good ideas. Some of the other candidates, Paul Caligiuri, they never had a chance. Because most voters went with the two candidates that represented no change. It was all lip service. And that, to me, is disgusting and unacceptable. We must stay diligent. I love what Eric Winalda and Kyle Martino have been saying publicly since. We've got to keep at this. No doubt about it. But it is disappointing, and it's really, really just disgusting. These are the members of the Athlete Council of U.S. Soccer. Carlos Bocanegra, Chris Ahrens, Angela Huclis, Shannon Box, Brian Ching, Brad Guzan, Stuart Holden, Lauren Holiday, Will John, Lori Lindsay, Kate Margraff, John O'Brien, Heather O'Reilly, Leslie Osborne, Nick Pereira, Christy Rampone, Gavin Sabayan, 
Jonathan Spector, Lindsey Tarpley, Allie Wagner. To you, all of you, you got a beef with U.S. soccer going forward? I don't want to hear about it. You lost your right to talk to me and other soccer fans who love the United States and love soccer in America. You lost your right to talk about it. You voted for the status quo. I don't want to hear any beef you might have in the future. I don't want to hear you breaking down players who didn't play well. I don't want to hear you questioning coaches. I don't want to hear it from you. You don't have credibility to critique anything anymore and question anything about U.S. soccer. You don't. I'm sorry. That's just the way I... I'm not sorry, not sorry. I mean, really, you voted for the status quo. Everything must be all right. This was our opportunity for change. You had candidates who could have represented that change. And you know what? It was time for change for change's sake. That's not always the case. In fact, it's very rarely the case. But this was one of those moments. You chose the opposite. That's fine. I'm reading these lists of names. They're good people. They didn't break any laws. It was their choice. They got to live with that, though. Right? I mean, it's again, these are fine people. Nothing personal. But I don't want to hear any complaint, any questioning about this athlete council voted for what we had. Pure and simple. 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. Back to the phones, lighting up. Calvin's in Lancaster. Calvin, welcome to Soccer Weekly with Dave Denholm. What's up? Hey, Dave. Just let me first off say this is only my second time listening to your show, but I absolutely love it. It is freaking awesome, and you are a great host. Thank you, Calvin. Uh, my question to you is, do you think that Eric Winaldo wasn't really given a chance because of the kind of person he is, just the fact that he's not going to back down from anyone, and whatever he did not agree with, he was not going to he was not going to implement. Hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, he look. Eric Winalda is not beloved by everybody. No doubt. Yeah. You know what he represented for me, Calvin, is he represented a vision of what real soccer should look like on the pitch and off of it, and he also represented true change. Which, you know, again, you know, not always in, and thank you for the phone call, Kelvin. Thank you for listening. Look, I'm talking local politics, national politics. You don't always, you don't always want change for change's sake. Again, that doesn't work out that often. But in this case, we had flopped qualifying for the World Cup. We have issues beyond that at U.S. soccer, right? It was time for change for change's sake. It was. And they just didn't do it. Brian's in Encino. Brian, you're next up on Soccer Weekly. What's going on? Hey, Dave. How you doing? Not good, man. I'm ticked off. Well, hey, I just tuned in in the middle of your program, and so am I. And, you know, I was, I was a high school coach in Southern California. We played against Winalda, and I will tell you, he was a pop-off on the field. He was the kind of guy you see, a loudmouth, a lot of the other team didn't like. But you know what? He's a tiger. And I was all for him to be the uh, the president. The fact that they didn't get him, it's unbelievable. But let me tell you what, what really sits in my craw mm-hmm. about American soccer. In the 80s and 90s, the amount of Hispanic talent 
in Southern California was beyond belief. Yeah. And there was one player at Bell High School by the name of Waldir Guerrera in one of the local summer tournaments. It was a Mickey Mouse game. He got nine goals. The guy was a ballet dancer out there. <laughs> he was unbelievable. Where the how did the hell did he slip through their hands? How did we lose at what, what all this talent? These guys can pass, can play. I mean, I'm not Hispanic, but it just irritates the hell out of me when we see these Americans come up and miss an open goal. Brian, I really appreciate your insights. Thank you. And this is a fan who obviously has the passion for it for years like I do, decades like I have. And look, we are doing a better job at evaluating talent. We are. We can get better, no doubt. I believe Eric Winaldo would help would have helped that. I really do. He has great instincts when it comes to talent. He's proven it as a coach. He has proven it. That, that would have, that's just one factor though, as Brian's talking about. You know, that's just one of many factors for this whole thing. Jesus in Van Nuys. Jesus, welcome to Soccer Weekly with Dave Dunholm. You're next up. What's going on? Hey, what's going on, guys? How are you guys doing tonight? Good. I'm, you know, fired up and ticked off, but it's always fun to talk a little football, right? I got you, man. I'm right there with you. Check it out, man. I'm actual goalkeeper for the U.S. men's national amputee soccer team. Sweet. So, um, you guys are I good. <laughs> you guys are good. Oh, you've checked this out before? Oh, of course. Oh, no way, man. Cool, cool. Well, that's what, that's actually what I was calling, man. Just kind of wanted to put a little bit of a spotlight on the team, man. Just kind of want to get us, uh, kind of get us known, and your program is uh, perfect for it, man. Um, I don't know if people know about us, man, so I kind of just want you to give us a quick little shout-out. I want to give some of my boys a shout-out. We, uh, we have a World Cup coming up in Mexico in uh, November. Yeah, that's awesome. I will uh, definitely be doing Is that uh, ampsoccer.org? Is that the is that the like you know where you can find out the most information because I've used it before absolutely but, okay yeah ampsoccer.org. Ampsoccer.org. check it out Th- Jesus thank you so much Jesus what do you feel of this election you know what do you, what are your thoughts on that honestly I'm not too mad about it man I'm do, not do they too t- mad about do it. they take care of you guys like is it how's the U S Soccer Federation when it comes to the amputee team We have zero ties my friend Oh really. Yeah, we have zero ties, and we, it, it kind of sucks, man, because um, all of our stuff is self-funded. Um, all of it comes through fundraising. We actually have a GoFundMe account set up now. Mm-hmm. Um, we're trying to get a team out here in L.A., man, but, you know, we definitely need funds, so that go GoFundMe page is set up for anybody to donate, man. Well, Anything will help. Thank you very much. Appreciate uh, trying to grow soccer in every aspect of the game, and we appreciate Jesus checking in there. Check it out again, ampsoccer.org. Dan is in Chatsworth. Dan, you're next up on Soccer Weekly with Dave Denholm. What's going on, man? Hey, Dave. Uh, thank you so much for the program. Uh, I love this. Uh, played soccer for 35 years, and, uh, man, I'm right with you. Um, I was telling your screener that, you know, I, I don't want to get political. A lot of people don't like Trump, but a lot of people voted for him because we needed a change. And U.S. soccer needed a change. I, I would have voted for Hope Solo just to shake things up. I, the direction we're going is not right, mm-hmm. and we need to, to shake it up to, to make things right again, you know, five, ten years down the road. Well, that's, a, that's just it, Dan, because even like comparing it to regular politics, right, in our political situation, we can affect change 
the next time around. So we needed that change. Now, look, if it didn't work out, you vote someone else in and we make sure we keep a watchdog eye on this thing from here on out. You know, instead of just letting someone essentially become the de facto king or queen, you have to have a close eye on this. And that's why I wanted the change now, Dan, because then we would have paid more attention. You know, this is, this is status quo and we're all going to forget, but I'm not going to forget. You know, and I, I agree. And if ESPN management is listening, I I love this show. Come on, renew you guys more often than once a week. Love you, Dan. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. You can listen to the podcast like Dan does, I'm sure, as well. If you miss any of this show, because we are on once a week here on the home of world football, ESPN ESPN LA 710, you can get the podcast. My man Michael does a great job feeding it to me. We get it out there as soon as, virtually as soon as the show's over. Catch it on all your podcatchers, iTunes, all the other places you can find it. Subscribe, rate, and review, please. And then you can get the uh, Soccer Weekly podcast each and every week. Tell me I suck if I suck, right? Tell me I'm terrible if you think that. It's fine. I can take it. If you love it, I would appreciate that as well. 877-710-ESPN. 877-710-3776. I'm mad. I'm frustrated. U.S. Soccer, the Federation presidential election a few days ago. Carlos Cordero wins. By all accounts, a fine gentleman. Top class, not a bad word to be said about him personally. He was the vice president of Sunil Gulati for a decade. What are we doing? We're arranging, rearranging the deck chairs as the violins play, and Leo is floating on the uh, the door that's in the water. Really, unacceptable. Eight seven 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 ten ESPN. Hit me up on Twitter with your thoughts at Talk Soccer. Dave Denholm and you, Soccer Weekly, ESPN LA seven ten. Soccer Weekly, ESPN LA 710. Dave Dunham and you here on the home of world football in Southern California. It's ESPN LA 710. Had the U.S. Soccer Federation presidential election a couple of days ago, and the voters stuck with what wasn't working, frankly. Carlos Cordero now gets his chance as the president of U.S. Soccer, replacing Sunil Gulati. Carlos Cordero was Sunil Gulati's vice president. How's that for change? 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. We go back to the phones. They're lighting up like crazy. Alex is in L.A. Alex, welcome to Soccer Weekly. What's going on, man? Hey, thanks for having me. Love the show. Thank you. i, I got to be honest. I, I'll agree with you. Um, I'm upset about it as well. I thought this was a time for change. Um, even in, in Cordero's, um, in his thank you speech, he even I think he even mentioned when he thanked Gulati, he thanked him for introducing him to the game. Ten years ago. Ten years ago. Yep. Yeah, this is the guy now who's going to run, you know, the U.S. Soccer Federation. Um, so I'm upset about it. Um, I would have been the guy for us because I think, you know, he wanted to change the schedule to match up with, like, the other European countries and pretty much all the leagues around the world. And also, I do think that in order for this, the MLS to get better, there needs to be competition with a relegation, you know, system in place. You know, how long that, that would have taken, I don't know. But I do think that to be... You know, for the for the MLS to grow, they do need to have some kind of relegation system in place. Thank you very much for the phone call. Appreciate it, Alex. And look, you don't have to agree with all the individual issues that these candidates had brought forward. I didn't. I didn't agree with some of the stuff Eric Winaldo wanted, or Kyle Martino, or Hope Solo, or Paul Caligiuri, or Steve Winograd. Or I liked a lot of what each one of them was saying on certain issues. But they were about change. They were about no more of this. 
No more of what we've had. We have to move forward. We have to do something different and try different. Now, again, this was not throwing darts at a dartboard. They had their plans. They had visions of what they wanted to do. And look, Carlos Cordero may love the game as much as anyone. That's fine. That's not Again, he may be the, the greatest dude ever. He might be the smartest guy who could run U.S. soccer. I hope he succeeds, by the way. I don't want U.S. soccer to languish and become worse. Quite the contrary. I hope we all hope he succeeds. But he wasn't the right guy at this time. Because we needed change. For change's sake. Yes. Han is in Carson. Han, welcome to a Soccer Weekly with Dave Dunholm. What's up? Oh, got to hit the button. To your show. I'm not a big soccer fan. I'm starting to be because I listen to 710 all the time. So you're a great guy. I love the passion. But if you guys want to change, I think you guys should go for a big change and go with someone that's proven like David Stern. Bring him <laughs> out of retirement and let him grow soccer in the U.S. like he did for the NBA. He did it globally. Well, it is an interesting perspective of the fact that the NBA wasn't much before David yeah. Stern got his hands on it, you know, and like, but is that merely, is that more David Stern or is that television, you know, it's like, is it a chicken or an egg kind of thing when it comes to these guys, like a Pete Rosell or a Paul okay. Tag? like they did a great job, make no mistake, David, David Stern's a smart guy, I've talked to him many times, he is smart, but was it more of a, the NBA was going to succeed no matter what? I don't believe soccer is quite there yet in the U.S., if you know what I'm saying, huh? you know what I mean? Like, we got well, work to do. To do. What they need to do is the players need to make more money. So with more money, it means more players, more talent. David Stern knows how to make money for the NBA. He's done it with NBA with the big TV contracts before he left. So why not let him not make the reins and grow U.S. soccer and make all the money for the owners so they can pay the players? Han, I have heard worse ideas. That is for sure. When he's talking about David Stern coming in, I have heard worse. I'll give you that. No question. It's an interesting perspective that we haven't thought about. Thank you for the phone call. Appreciate it. Look, and, and basically what he's saying is you don't, you don't have to be a guy who has loved soccer for 40 years. Han's even talking about that, right? He's just kind of getting into the game. I understand that. And I'm not even talking about I, Carlos Cordero doesn't know soccer. You know, we had the other caller talking about That's not even really important. It really isn't. If you know what the issues are that need to be addressed. And Carlos Cordero had 10 years working with Sunil Gulati to address those issues. Did he? No, not to the satisfaction of many of us. No, that's all. doesn't even matter if Carlos Cordero knows everything there is to know about the history of the game or anything. Han doesn't. I'll let you in on a little secret. Neither do you or I. There's always someone who knows more about something than you do. That's not always the most important thing. Dan is in Encino. Dan, you're next up on Soccer Weekly with Dave Denholm. What's up? Hey, Dave, how you doing? Good, man. Good. So the problem isn't voting a president or someone new in theories and all that. It has to start with the kids. It's not cool. You don't have the best athletes aren't playing soccer. And I love soccer. I played it for 10 years as a child. But then when I got into high school, it's not cool. You go to high school games. There's no one in the stands, like barely half of the parents are even there. Is this soccer <laughs> hater, Al? Is this soccer oh, hater, Al, who's hiding his voice? Dan, a, you're dead wrong. You're dead Wrong, Dan. You're dead wrong. Love the phone call, by the way. Thank you for calling. Appreciate it. But Dan is dead wrong. Every time I hear this, the best athletes in America aren't playing soccer, Dave. You know what my rebuttal to that is? 
Yes, they are. They already are. You know what Kobe Bryant would do on a soccer pitch? Look like the gangly, tall forward who can't score. That's what he would look like. You know what LeBron James would do? Well, if you stuck him in goal, he wouldn't be able to get down quick enough to save anything because he's too tall. And if you put him in the midfield, he'd get run right past. The best athletes in America don't play soccer. They already do. That's just patently untrue. Go watch Christian Pulisic dunk a basketball. And you get the point. It's a different game. It's a different beast. Right? That's all I ever heard. It's like, oh, if only the best athletes in America played soccer. They do. They're just as good athletes. Go back to the 70s. I'm old enough to. Most of you listening are not. Does anybody remember this? That wasn't there some, there was like a show on ABC, I believe it was, where they would have athletes and TV, like they all competed against each other in different sports. Like, and I know I'm not talking about the TV one specifically where it was a battle of the network stars. These were like athletes going at it in different sports. The guy who won a ton was the soccer dude, Kyle Rowe Jr. And if somebody remembers that show, hit me up on Twitter at Talk Soccer. But most of us who remember that show aren't even probably on Twitter because <laughs> we're too old. So if you want to give me a call, 877-710-ESPN, if you remember it. Kyle Rowe Jr., back in the 70s, was one of the best athletes, right? Ran circles around all the other athletes. All right, maybe not Bruce Jenner at the time. He was the best athlete in the world, the decathlon winner. Okay, I get that. At that time. The decathlete might have been the better, yeah. But the soccer, don't stop with the uh, the best athletes. So if only they played, so- they do. They absolutely do. Sergio is in L.A. and he's next up on Soccer Weekly. Sergio, welcome. Hey, thank you for having me. Uh, I just want to say, uh, not only I'm upset, uh, you know, a bit upset uh, about the um, everything that happened right now yeah. uh, with the results, uh, but also I feel like uh, we need change in not only – our clubs also. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel uh, I work. I actually work at a, a soccer store. A soccer store called Nikki Sports, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of parents that you know, they uh, mainly the moms. I would say that they they don't let the kids play like they should. They're so scared of having them get hurt and everything that once they get hurt, you know they they right away they try to pull them out of the the game and you know some of these kids are very talented very very talented mm-hmm. and um also when it comes to the clubs uh i know a lot of players uh are very very like so good that they could be pro playing uh, in that type of level and uh i i mean most of the times when they go try out they they pretty much don't you know don't give them a chance mm-hmm. because technically uh, most of the time, they they already have their set guys and they go with them and you know they pretty much um, have all these guys go try out for these pro teams and pretty much waste their time and and money and because I mean they they already have their set guys. So, Sergio, you're talking you know, about yeah big issues, no question. I appreciate the phone call, thank you. And Sergio's outlining some issues that are definitely alive and well, and unfortunately still exist in American soccer. I get that. And so do the candidates, right, that we're talking about these things. He's right. He's right. Now, those are issues that will have to be addressed by Carlos Cordero. I hope he does. 
I hope he addresses what Sergio's talking about. No doubt. I want Carlos Cordero to succeed now because he is our U.S. soccer president. He won. The candidates themselves all said that. Virtually all. I didn't hear from all of them after losing, but they want that. We want that. No doubt. But I can still be ticked off about how it went down. And I will be. And I won't forget. No, this is, again, not personal. These are fine people voting for U.S. soccer president. They had their issues. They had their agendas. They thought through it. I get it. we got to have some civility about this. This is soccer. This is not life or death. But it is important. And, in my estimation, they made the wrong choice. Therefore, I'm going to hold them to that. The Athletes Council, I don't want to hear you talk about soccer derogatorily anymore in America. You don't have the right to criticize anymore in my eyes. You voted for the status quo. Go with it. It's yours. You own it now. You had your chance for change. You chose not to. You did. You had your chance. I'm being told uh, the TV show was called The Superstars. Yeah. 70s. Kyle Rowe Jr. Look it up. The soccer dude. (laughs) He was fantastic. Brian's in L.A. Brian, you're next up on Soccer Weekly. What's going on, man? The fact that this man barely knows about soccer or football for 10 years is why he will not succeed. I would want him to succeed. Yeah. But it doesn't seem possible. Well, it's going to be hard. Yeah. It's going to be tough. Yeah. If you haven't played the sport or know much about it, how are you going to make the changes necessary for us to succeed as a country? And the whole pay-to-play thing, that needs to change immediately. There's a lot of young talent down here, and we're a population of I don't know how many millions, and we can't find a decent spot. Come on now. I know. And how how is U.S. soccer soccer sitting on nine figures worth of money that they're just sitting on? Let's, I mean, let's let's make some changes and implement some of this money to make these changes, Brian. I appreciate the phone call. I mean, that's unacceptable. 877 710 ESPN, 877 710 At Yanks Call It Soccer, at YCIS. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for your help on the uh, what TV show was it? All of a sudden he's firing in Small Wonder, Saved by the Bell, WKRP in Cincinnati. Well, you're getting closer. Barney Miller, well, at least you're in the ballpark. Oh, man. Superstars from Joe, Sh- Joe uh, at Joe Shudo, uh one, Joe Skewdo. Might be Skewdo. I apologize, Joe. Thank you for letting me know on Twitter as well. Appreciate that. I'll just call him Joe. Joe's the man. At Talk Soccer on Twitter, you can hit me up. 877-710-ESPN. I am Dave Dathome, and you are listening to Soccer Weekly on the home of world football. Not only here in Southern California, but all of the world. And you know it. ESPN LA 710. Soccer Weekly, ESPN LA 710. I am Dave Dathome. Hey, how you doing? Breaking down and working up everything that is involved in the U.S. Soccer Federation presidential election, which took place over the weekend. I watched it in awe and disbelief, shock and awe, as I watched the live feed from U.S. Soccer over the presidential election that went down in Orlando. Sunil Gulati out, didn't re- run for re-election. We needed change desperately. I was glad to see Sunil not run again. And so who do they all vote in? His vice president for the last decade. Fantastic. Great job. 
I'm shaking my head here. It's a bad radio bit because you can't see me, but I'm shaking my head. How in the world do we let this happen? I mean, seriously, you don't laugh, you'll cry, right? Isn't that the old line? It's a disgusting display in my estimation. We needed that change. Many of the candidates represented that. Only two did not. Those were the two with the most votes. Are you kidding me? Are you absolutely kidding me? 877710ESPN. Fidel in Burbank. Fidel, welcome to Soccer Weekly with Dave Denholm. What's up? Yeah, thanks for having me on. And uh, I want to reiterate with a uh, couple callers said a while ago, you need to be on more than twice a week. This is the town for this is this is the right show for this, for this town as far as soccer. Back to the election. Look, everything starts at the top, like in any sport, any franchise, the owner, yeah. the general manager. There's a reason why protégés of Bill Belichick succeed in the NFL. There's a reason why Tony La Russa just succeed in Major League Baseball. The obvious here was it starts at the top. They didn't want any change, and that's why they elected this guy. And the status quo will stay the same. Why? Because that's what they wanted. Yep. And it's I'm I'm, I'm, I'm all too fearful, Fidel. It's because it's big business, you know, and they yeah. just don't want to rattle the ship. They don't want to. They don't want to rattle the cage. I should say they don't want to rock the boat. Whatever cliche you want to use, you're absolutely right. They're just afraid of what the change might bring when we already know we need we need it we need it, it i just was, it was it was obvious the, the one big conglomerate that would not have liked change okay because 80% of the 80% of the major league soccer players come from there and that's the NCAA you have to go out and look at the talent that's out there the the AYSO soccer fields that are taking over the little league fields these kids like their parents, when they're born with a soccer ball in their foot, and that's all they know, like in Brazil, Argentina, Germany, you have to go out. You, you cannot be growing from the same well because it is not working. Fidel, thank you for the phone call. Appreciate the passion. I do appreciate it. Axel is in Woodland. Axel in Woodland Hills, welcome to Soccer Weekly with Dave Denholm. What's up? Thank you. Um, I wanted to say that I do agree with you. Um, going for more of the same doesn't doesn't help at all, mm-hmm. and it's very disappointed that they went that direction. Um, but on the bright side, I wanted to say that um, it is. I I hope that it will be possible for MLS club to be able to get more involved in what will be the future of U.S. soccer because. By the time players go to college and then get out of college, try to be professional, I believe that they are too old. Um, I believe that you have to be able to start at a very young age. And whether you go to school part-time and then do soccer the rest of the year, by the time the player is like 16, a lot of good players have been professional since they were 16 years old. Even the Argentinian golden generation, Saviola, was a professional at 16 years old. So by the time you're like 20-year-old getting out of college, it's too late. They have to start young, and hopefully MLS soccer team will be able to um, will be able to get player in younger and basically help train them so they can be professional. Appreciate the phone call. Thank you. We will definitely have more conversations on that and that kind of topic that Axel's talking about, without a doubt. Thank you very much for that phone call. I appreciate it. Hey, uh, you know what time it is. Look, I get fired up about this stuff because I care, and I know you do too. And we're not going to let U.S. soccer 
think we're sleepwalking through this, right? We're going to hold them to what they've promised in this election and what Carlos Cordero claimed he was going to do. I hope he does. Hope he succeeds. But I know what succeeds on this show on Soccer Weekly each and every week. It's absolutely stoppage time. The great producer, Mario Rees. Mario, we are on fire. (laughs) I'm going to try to cheer you up, Dave. I need it. (laughs) All right, so uh, FC Bayern Munich and FC Dallas. What are you laughing at, uh, Michael (laughs) Funches? You shut up back there. (laughs) Uh, Bayern Munich and FC Dallas have announced a groundbreaking partnership that will offer players within the professional academies a pathway to play with both the United States and Germany. Mm -hmm. Bayern Munich and FC Dallas will come together to exchange talent, allowing their players to exchange experience different coaching styles, and and to enhance their uh, development. I love this, Dave. I love it, too, and I'll tell you why, Mario. And first of all, a lot of teams are doing this right. Even MLS teams have this. Nothing wrong with picking the best team in Germany, which happens to be the best country in the world when it comes to soccer. So let's pick the brains of the people who know. And that is a brilliant move from FC Dallas. I wish I would have thought of it first. Landon Donovan made his debut with Leon on Saturday. Did you get a chance to watch it, Dave? You know, I uh, saw the highlights. I was uh, a bit late, so I had to watch the highlights. En Espanol, mind you. I couldn't couldn't understand but every third word, but it was great to see the highlights. It was good. It was good. Now, uh, Landon Donovan will make his return to California. What? Yeah, when Leon goes against San Jose and uh, to play the Earthquakes in a friendly in uh, on March 24th. Oh, okay. Because I was yeah. going to say, well, why in the world isn't it the Galaxy? But I know on March 24th, the Galaxy have an MLS game. That, They're a little busy. I am a, I'm 100% sure Leon checked with the Galaxy before they check with San Jose. Pretty sure. Yeah, I, I absolutely think so. Mario, appreciate it, buddy. As always, that is stoppage time. It's the hottest segment of every show. Look, we're on each and every week here, and I thank so much for the hard work of Mario Rees and Michael Funches doing yeoman's work here, and I really appreciate you for uh, checking in with me here this week, an important week on the U.S. Soccer Federation. Tell your friends to listen to the podcast if they have any interest at all in U.S. soccer and world football. I am Dave Denholm. You are listening to the home of world football here in Southern California. It's Soccer Weekly on ESPN LA 710.